The Young Pro Show, hosted by yours truly, Dominic Fry. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and to talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Young Pro Show. Uh, thank you for tuning in. have a great interview today that I'm really excited for. Uh, if you haven't checked out the last podcast, great interview with uh, Ben Sandrock. Really cool perspective, listening to him talk through social media and how you know he has kind of started in social media on the very basic stages. Uh, you know, social media was getting brought into businesses and such, and then he is, you know, his career has developed and grown as social media has as well. So really cool perspective. Uh, I have a fellow Tiffin University graduate today that I'm excited for, and I have on the man himself, Ryan Pessel. Ryan, how's it going? It's going really well. Thank you for having me, and I'm humbled that you asked. So yeah, of, of course. I'm, I'm slowly, the goal is to slowly make my rounds, and I'm picking off everybody here in the office. <laughs> so in time, um, I think you are number three from the office. I had Brock on very early, then had Gary. Nice. Um, and you're number three. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, Ben Senderock. So yeah, he's a form, former former. Uh, uh, no, we were classmates of each other. Um, went to Tiffin University. He played on the soccer team. I played on the basketball team. So we had a lot of fun times together as athletes in a small school. So, nice. Uh, ben and his wife Megan obviously are great people, and I knew them. I've known them a long time now. So, hmm. um, so it's 2020. I think I met them in 2000 and. Four, so yeah, I've known them quite a while. <laughs> so that you know, they're raising a family and um, they're doing a really, really nice job over there in, in Tiffin, Ohio. So cool, yeah, good, good power couple for sure. Good people, yeah, good people. Um, let's just jump right into it yeah. with you. First question I always ask every time that because it's interesting to hear. Um, you're 18 years old, let's go back in time, 18 year old Ryan, career wise. What were your goals? What were you thinking at that point? Yeah, 18-year-old Ryan wanted to play a lot of basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's just the truth. I was training. I was looking uh, you know, at various schools. Um, I actually started um, my college career at Hillsdale up in Michigan. Hmm. Um, so I started there. I wasn't actually a Dragon, so they had recruited me. Um, I wanted to go up there and it just wasn't a great fit. So I ended up actually transferring to Tiffin after my first semester. Um, I knew I wanted to be in business, uh, you know, professionally. Uh, I kind of always had this dream that I would be a third generation owner of this agency, but I didn't know exactly when that would be, what the time frame looked like. Um, but it was always kind of a goal for something that I wanted to pursue, um, I knew business in, in business management was something that I had interest. In. That's what I majored in. Um, I never deviated from that. It was always I didn't change my major six times trying to figure out what I do. You kind of hear that story. My sister did it, um, but I kind of knew that I wanted to be in business of some sort. And I wanted to run an operation and, and, and go down that road. So I kind of knew uh, that I wanted to get in the agency um, from early. I was I was around it my whole entire life. Obviously, my grand grandfather starting the company, so. Um, I was here as a kid. I mean, I used to mow this lawn when I was a kid. I was always around. <laughs> um, I used to move 
you know, I'd clean up the basement, I'd clean out the trash, and I would, you know, just do hmm. general mate. I, you know, I hung the shutters on that building in the back. So I, I've always been around here. I just remember a little odd that my grandfather would always have me up, and, and, you know, then my dad was working in the agency, so it's always been kind of a family thing. So I always, you know, he, he would always come home with, like, claims cases, and we'd go over things. So it, it was just kind of in my blood, my family's blood, that, I, you know, I probably would end up in insurance in some form or fashion. That's exactly what happened, so. Cool. A couple follow-up questions, actually, initially. I should preface as well. Ryan is a managing partner here at Hitchings Insurance. Um, so that is, you know, his role currently and where he stands today. And first question I want to, as far as transferring from Hillsdale to Tiffin, was that purely a basketball decision, a school decision, closer uh, to home decision? Closer to home, family, friends, girlfriend. Um, I just, I just didn't, uh, there, there were some things that Hillsdale was a great school. It just wasn't for me. I mean, it's just one of those things. I was a little bit homesick. All of my high school friends were still here. I had been recruited by Tiffin. I liked Tiffin. Um, you know, and I knew some of those guys actually over there that, that were recruited in my class to go there. So it was a good fit coming out of there. Um, no other, it, it was a little bit um, academically. I mean, both are very, very solid schools. Um, I don't, I don't know mm. how they rank right. today exactly, you know, one versus the other, but uh, you know, either school is a solid place to get a degree from. So, yeah, I mean, there, there was a number of personal reasons why that why that didn't work out up there and I ended up transferring over, but um, I'm glad I did. You know, obviously I got a degree. Uh, I sat on uh, the TUA board over there. I got to know a lot of great people. I met my wife there. Now I have two, you know, two boys with her. So um, it all worked out how it was supposed mm. to. So. Fair enough. That's cool. I just didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that you yep. originally yep. were going to Hillsdale first. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned, you know, you're around the agency, mowing the lawn, you know, doing the trash growing up, uh, you know, with your dad, owning the business, being a managing partner. And you said you kind of had an idea you'd get into insurance. Like, at, was the goal to work here at Hitchings or just maybe insurance in general? Yeah, so like, was that a goal or just kind of an idea? Kind of an idea. So I actually, at Tiffin, you were required to do an internship um, between your junior and senior year at the latest. Um, going into your senior year, so you have you have the um, the hours. I don't remember the requirements exactly, but you had to put in X amount of hours in that in that work time uh, for professional experience. Um, so I actually interned here. Hmm. So I did my internship between junior and senior year, and that's so during that summer I worked a full time forty hours a week. I kind of knew at that point that I liked insurance, and I liked I did. I mean, I, I was still immature. I was young. I didn't have a great feeling on how to run a business. So let's be honest. I was 20, whatever, 20 right. some years, 22 years old. Um, but I, I, I like the people aspect of it. I always like the interaction, the customer interaction. I like the, the team atmosphere um, mm. of the workplace. So there was a lot of good that I did like. Um, so, you know, I kind of... Did I know that I wanted to be an insurance professional my, my entire career? No, I didn't know that exactly. Um, but then, you know, the senior year came around, um, and my father didn't have really space to hire me uh, financially. They just didn't have, they just weren't ready to, to make another hire at that time. So the idea was that, that I would get a corporate job and just live that corporate life to get experience professionally and let somebody else train you. It didn't, I mean, we didn't necessarily, you know, target insurance. It ended up happening that I did get an insurance job, but 
Um, you know, I was I was interviewing with like Quicken Loans, uh, PwC. There there was a lot of different financial organizations I was looking at. I ended up landing at the Hartford and doing claims. So it was a perfect mm. perfect job to learn insurance and insurance coverages. And they had a great training program. It was it was six eight six to eight. I can't remember exactly six or eight weeks long. And all you did was talk about coverage and claims. So it was really detailed on the policy side. Um, in, in the coverage side. So that, that was my first professional gig and that was actually in Phoenix, Arizona. So um, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, me and her, um, it, it was tough. So we graduated when we were going into, you know, kind of a depression there in 2008. Um, it was an economic downturn and it was rough to get a really good job. Even an entry level job was tough. So we ended up going to a job fair in Arizona um, at the Cardinals Stadium, and we both got offered jobs on the spot. So we're like, nice. well, we actually have jobs now <laughs> if we want them. So we had to, you know, basically talk to our parents and say, hey, this is what we have. We don't have any good any, anything going here. Like, I think we're going to move across country for just a mm. temporary amount of time and, and start a professional career. So that's what we did. Um, so, yeah, working at the Hartford was interesting. I worked there a year to the date. Um, yeah. Actually, and then at the agency, they had an opening um, – you know, a commercial lines producer had left and they wanted somebody to come in and sell. So it, it worked out in my favor that he basically, you know, my father basically called me and like March and said, Hey, actually, like we, I know we weren't planning to really do anything for like five years, but hmm. this has happened. Are you interested? And we just kind of started talking at that point. And, you know, we ended up moving back across country, back to Ohio. And I started in the agency in June of 2008 and been here ever since. So Nice. Yeah. So you got that experience year to date at Hartford. You come in then, you start selling commercial yep. lines, commercial yep. producer. Yep. How did that experience at Hartford and even, you know, just 12 months, how did that help? Yeah, so it gives you, know, you from a the sales side. Yeah, from the sales side, not so much. It really is more on the responsibility side and the corporate structure side. Like how how does an insurance carrier operate and how do, what does it look like behind the scenes? Their, even their mm-hmm. technology at that at that time was far superior to anything that a small business could have. I mean, they got 30,000 employees. So you're talking huge operation. Um, it teaches you a lot of responsibility because you're, you're clocking in on a, on, a, on a, you know, like a time clock, essentially. So you have to be at your desk at 8, 8 a.m. or you clock out at 5. Like there's no in between. You have set breaks. So you learn a little bit of structure whether you like it or not, but that's what you're, you're signing your contract saying, I will work X amount of hours and I will be available during those times. You have direct supervisors and then you have um, like a supervisor to your supervisor and then the VP of the building is how it worked for us. Um, and I learned a lot from this. I'll never forget, Kent w- Wigbolly was his name and he was sharp. I mean, he was, hmm. he was intimidating, he was very smart, but you had reviews and what it taught me is like, you always have to be on your A game. Always, because on your reviews monthly, you would go in and you would actually listen to five of your recorded calls at random. So you never knew who you were going to listen to. So there was times where you had upset customers. There was times that the call was great and there was really nothing to talk about, but actually celebrate the good deed. So it was really, uh, it was really interesting being in those meetings with that higher level management. I mean, he ran the building and he was in charge of doing those reviews on a monthly basis. So it was really neat to get that experience and just to see how big companies are putting their checks and balances into place. And, and it's teaching, it, it taught me as a young person that bring your best at, at all times. And that's what I really enjoyed about that job. Not into the corporate structure. I'm not into, you know, the big brother thing. I mean, I'm a small businessman. I like the freedom of being in small business. I like the freedom of, that we allow our team members to have flex time of, 
you know, getting to ball games and, and school activities for the kids and grandkids. I mean, that's huge for us. The big corporate America, you know, it's different. It's, it's more, it's rigid. It's scheduled. Um, great employer though. I mean, it was a great learning experience for me in general. So I think it's cool to hear, you know, your experience and you share about how, like, I guess as you're saying that, like I'm hearing it as how that year of experience really prepared you and set you up for where you are like now from, again, from the higher level of understanding the carrier. And again, for you, you got that experience within the structure and the clock in, clock out. Uh, you know, I had a similar experience at a bank. I worked at a bank one summer and it was you show up at 8.01, you're late. Mm-hmm. There's a red box around the yep. thing and even lunch, you know, you take an hour and one minute lunch. It's Yep. alert high alert and like for me i was like this is like way too stressful like i you know similar to you i'm like this is not really what i'm looking for um but nonetheless you've had that experience and then again now that you are the owner here at hitchings and you say you know what we want to be able to provide flexibility for our team members and for people that are here because i had that experience mm-hmm. and that was not you know my yeah. forte not what i wanted to do and that plays into the culture then um that we have here. So I want to talk a little bit more about once you got here and you started as the commercial lines producer, mm-hmm. you know, how long, what, cause I, you said it was 2008 yeah, when you started June, here? Yeah. June, June of 2008. And then I actually bought into the agency in November of 2016. Okay. So for eight years, you eight were strictly years. the That's commercial lines yep. producer. And, and there was some overlap there. I did do some personal lines, but typically for my business customers, um, I really enjoyed the commercial line sales of it just because I like to talk to business owner. I like to talk to business people. Um, I like to learn about their business. I like to, Mm. um, to compete with, with my competition. You know, obviously there's a lot of good agents in this town. Um, so, so that was fun to me. Just, I'm on a, I, I stand in a different spot today than I did then. And it was just being a commercial lines insurance producer was a lot of fun. I got to learn a ton. Um, you know, I, I got to learn a ton about our insurance providers, our carriers. So, mm. so getting to know those people and creating those relationships was a lot of fun on that side because you're the one, you know, facilitating and giving them business. So they wanted right. to get to know you like, hey, choose us. This is why these are the programs we're good at. So there was a lot of relationship building there and a lot of trust that was being gained. So that's what I liked about the producer. Mm. The competition, obviously, as a former college athlete, was a lot of fun because you're going out and man, oh yeah, I won that account. That's awesome. Like I tried really hard for that and I won it. On the same thing, like you lose some, so you 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 get that feeling of being beaten. Okay, what do I have to do to be better? So you go yeah. in and, and you would learn from it. You know, there there was accounts that I would try for five years and I'd get it on the sixth year. I mean, so you have to hmm. be persistent. You have to keep trying. Like you know, so that that was a lot of fun in, in the commercial world. So it's much different than what I'm doing now, but. That was probably the funnest part of my career, honestly, is just being a sales guy. I mean, I loved it. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure, especially, yeah, when you talk about year after year after year, checking on these people and finally when mm-hmm. it does close and you get yeah. that business, yeah, there's yeah. even more of a sense of accomplishment yes. and pride after you know you yes. put in this work. So was that, I guess, last question in regards to the commercial producer, um, as far as like getting those business, getting your foot in those doors, like was it just mainly just stopping into you know, yeah, businesses I mean, and just saying, this is what I do and here's how I could help you. Yeah, or, I mean, there's cold drops. There's a lot of networking. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the Kiwanis, the Elks Club, um, you know, golf course. I mean, anywhere you could find it. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of 
donating your time to, to nonprofits and just, mm. um, you know, giving back, uh, being involved in, in the fair and in, in the ag community in different ways and just being present in your community. I mean, honestly, you'd be surprised how much you can pick up just by going to lunch in your community, how many business faces and how many people you see mm. and you start, hey, I'm, I'm having lunch with so-and-so and you would never know that person until you just randomly met them at a lunch event, you know? Mm. So um, just being out, um, you know, you get a lot of word of mouth like, hey, so-and-so helped me, you should call him. I mean, you would get those calls and, and we still do get those calls. Um, I think just being a, a, a solid human being and being honest with people and um, you, you generate you know, trust within your community and that's how, you know, the phone's going to ring and people are going to reach out to you and want to work with you. So. Yeah. So what did that transition look like then when you bought into the agency? Uh, like, I mean, was it, I'm assuming not a, just a hard split? Like, No, it was, uh, my father had basically come to me and he was, he, he was, uh, th- there were some personal issues that he was ready to get out and he, and he had put in his time. Um, and we started back in the early nineties here in the agency and, uh, he, he was just ready, but yeah, it was like almost a year to the date before that he, he started to bring up like, Hey, I think I'm ready. Like, what do we need to do to start to prepare for this? Um, so you kind of work through it, but you get really serious like six months before, like just because you have all the legality and the contracts mm. and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're selling shares and, and, and all sorts of different things are going into that. You have to notify all your carriers in writing and you have to send all over these, by sell agreement, there's just a lot that goes into the actual legal side of it. Um, so, I mean, really up to the day, I was still producing 100% until November 30th of 2016 when, you know, our end of our fiscal, boom. Right. It's like, okay, now you are the manager. So I had to take on his duties, his customer base, and mine, and I was still selling at that time. I quickly learned, so I basically, you, you know, you don't sit back, but I sat back for about 10 to 12 months, just about a year, like, okay, like I have to wrap my head around what I need to do, how I need to operate, and, and, and it was very clear that I couldn't do my own sales role and move an agency into the future, so I have, you know, there has to be a plan, and you have to implement it and put it in place of how you're going to grow an agency and how you're going to move forward. And you can't do both. You cannot sell and manage an agency if mm. you want to scale and grow at a rate that we want to grow here. So, um, so you sit back, you implement technology, you hire the right people. Uh, <laughs> is a perfect example. Uh, we got super lucky with Indeed. Uh, he's working at a former. He's working at a captive agency here in town, and it just worked out for us that we found him there. The best Indeed interview and um resume that we ever saw come across our desk actually so. quick question i don't think i've ever asked you did you guys even interview anybody else for that position no 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 hmm. you're you were one of the first to come through and then you got in here and i basically hired you on the spot if you remember that like uh carrie i think we can we can work out this because uh, we met in lee's office because he wasn't here and then i had somebody in my office at that time but um so yeah that's you know that's how we kind of uh you know, uh, how I, how I transferred from a salesperson to an owner and, and just looking towards the future and how we're going to grow and what we're going to mm. do. So, yeah. yeah, my, one of my main memories from that interview was I remember, you know, it's an interview. I'm like nervous. I'm wearing my suit and you know, my shirt and tie. And you walk in and the first thing you say to me is like, dude, I should have told you to dress down. Like you did not have to dress up. And I'm like, well, I guess it's better to dress up than to, you know, dress too casual. So yeah, no, you're on the right side of it. Um, <laughs> 
you know, there, there are times, obviously, in our business for suit and tie, but there's also a time for, for, for casual. Right. I mean, I, I wear business casual just because I like to be comfortable. And, um, I'm on enough Zoom calls now that I have to look presentable. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here in a you know, Led Zeppelin uh, T-shirt or anything. But, um, you know, so, so yeah, I, I do remember you. You were dressed to the nines. You were look, <laughs> looked like you were ready for prom. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. That's fun. Um so you transition. You said again you were trying to sell. It was obviously too much to try to run the business and sell at the same time. Um, you end up just fully running the business. So what is that? I'm trying to think how I want to frame this question. Um, I guess you know within the last couple of years, like how you know like how do you learn to run a business? You know, and a lot of it I'm sure is just hands on. But you know, and you reach out to potential. Yeah, there's a um, you know other peers like. That's a great. Question. I'm, I'm sure it had to be a huge learning curve, and again, you went through that with your dad. But nonetheless, and even now, you talk about trying to scale and grow the business, and like you know, it's not like there's a one on one. Yeah, know? I think you know deep down, I learned a ton from my father, and I worked in the same offices in my entire career. He literally was right over my shoulder. So if he didn't like something, he would just tell me, like, dude, like, <laughs> get it together. Like, that is not, you know, this is what you really need. And it was always constructive criticism. I mean, it was never oh, negative. Yeah, but yeah, it was right. just, I was a young person starting in a professional career. I had a year of experience professionally, but I was doing something completely different. So it was hmm. different. So it, him being a mentor certainly helped that. But I think deep down, it's a little bit tribal. Like, you have to have it in your your personality and who you are to be a leader and to have some forward thinking sense to be able to, to have a vision to where you want to go. Um, so I think deep down there, it, it, it's you, it's in you as a person. Now there's a lot of people that you need to bounce ideas up. So my father was big, you know, some of my best friends to date are part of our, you know, our, our agency pilot that we're involved with, with one of our major projects here. Like those guys are mm. lifeblood to me. I mean, they literally help each other to the fullest and they're helping me as a, as a, as an owner, but I'm learning so much from those people and they're in all, they're all over the United States. Like, so I'm not just segregated, you know, I'm not just saying here in Northwest Ohio, I'm talking to these, like these are diverse people all over the country. Um, so that has been a, a, a huge mentorship to me individually is just becoming really close with 15 different agency owners across the United States. I mean, there's some really powerful agents that have been in it a long time that are just literally open books to me. So yes, mm -hmm. having a professional network of people that do what you do and are really good at what you do is the best thing that's probably happened to me, honestly. Just their open-mindedness, you know, how diverse they are, honestly, how intelligent they are and how, you know, they've, they've been to battle. Yeah. They know what to do and they know what not to do, but there's also that they're learning off you too. Like what's working for you, right. what's not working for you. And then let's come to an agreement and find a, find a better way. So that, that's been huge for us, for me personally and for the agency. There's, there's a lot of good that's come hmm. out of that. So. Yeah, just surrounding yourself with like-minded people exactly. and other people in similar situations. And yep. like you said, just bounce things off of one another. Yep. And you can learn and grow from that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they say that you are like the five people mm. that are closest to you is, yep. is basically an average of, of who you are. So surround your – obviously, 
be diligent in who you're surrounding yourself with. I mean, yeah. if you want to be X, then you need to you need to get in those circles and you need to have those conversations and become you know close with them. So yep, that was a classic thing that my college coach used to say all the time. You are the sum, the average of the sum of the five closest yep. people to you. And it's true. I mean, if you look around and who your circle is, you're probably very similar to right. those people. You're probably in a very similar spot in life. Yeah. Uh, so I want one aspect I do want to talk to you about as far as the agency. Uh, you know, I talked to Carrie actually about it when she was on the show and as far as the culture of the agency. Yeah. So that in, you know, my experience is, you know, a year and a half, you know, I only know <laughs> yeah. from May of 2019, I have no clue what it was like previously, what things have been like. Um, but that's something based on social media, you know, people ask me and when I talk to people about what I do, and that's one of the first things I always say, like, yes, I enjoy what I do, but ultimately I enjoy the people that I work mm-hmm. with and just the culture. And I'm not even, sometimes I struggle to put it into words even, yeah, yeah. but just like, uh, just the culture and the agency. And I'm sure that that was not something, there's no way that that just happened or it's always been like that. It was something that you and Lee and, you know, everybody else here in the office has created. Like what yeah, did um, that look like to try to establish the culture here? I mean, so there's always every every business has a culture, whether it be good, bad, ugly. There's always some type of mm-hmm. culture. Either their employees love it, they kind of like, eh, it's a job, or see, they hate it. I mean, there's mm-hmm. really it's got to be something. So we're fifty. What are we? Fifty two years old this year. So there's always been some kind of positive culture to keep a business in in, in play for fifty two right. years. There's always it's always been a customer service take care of the customer first type operation from my grandfather to my father to my uncle um, everybody that's been every team member that we've ever had has a positive culture towards the customer Hmm. if you didn't you probably got canned I mean just to to, it probably didn't work out Um, but we really got serious with this in 2016 um, with the help of an agency over in Cleveland um Pat O'Neill and his group, the O'Neill group, um, Danny Kimball um, is where we found it. Danny is their marketing um, manager. Hmm. Um, their CMO, I guess it would be, is their official title. But we, we learned this and picked this up from them on to, to be diligent with culture and have a set plan on how you're going to improve culture. So that's where we, we have these, you know, these weekly fundamentals. That's where this idea came from. Um, so they took it, you know, they, they, they're on a whole nother level on us as far as their training and what they do, but we've implemented a lot of what that agency does, um, because we felt that it was necessary. A, not, not, not to make our business better, but really to make each individual person in this agency a better person. Hmm. How do we, how do we get the most out of you here, but how do, how do we make sure that you are being the best person you can be within our community? Cause our community is really important to us. Um, so just, you know, a, being a better person, um, do what you say you're going to do. Those kind of things are, are fundamentals that we practice. Um, but we take it very serious. Obviously. I mean, we have a, we have Carrie and I and Lee have a very, uh, it's, it's near and dear to our heart, I guess I would say. Yeah. 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 And I think you answered that well, just, you know, that every, and I should have clarified that, but you know, every business every company organization group they have a culture it's just depending what that mm-hmm. is and it's just here in this culture uh here in this office excuse me the culture is just very positive it's very team oriented mm-hmm. it's you know as you mentioned very customer focused um which 
I don't know. I guess I just think there's probably a lot of, generally speaking, you know, and I only have two experiences professionally, um, but, you know, there's probably a lot of businesses that say they are that way, but I really feel like mm-hmm. we are, you know, a company that does, again, like you said, you, we put a very strong emphasis on it's the culture. Intentionally, yeah. It's very intentional. Like, we had our meeting this morning, so our fundamental right now is lead by example. So, Carrie did a really nice job with, with teeing that up, that everyone is a leader in some form or fashion. Like, you're a great leader in your relationship with Nicole. You're not a parent yet, but like right. Sarah is a great, she's a great leader as a mom. Right. You know, um, there's a, you know, Bela is a great leader of, of being a father and, and, and is at his home with his, you know, with his three kids. Right. So you, you don't have to be, you're not necessarily, a, you know, a leader of a business, but in some form or fashion you are like, you have a respo- responsibility to your customers and you are leading them to a good product or leading them to a good carrier that is trustworthy. I mean, you, you have leadership responsibilities. Every role in this agency does. You are very, you have to be very intentional about hmm. how you do things. I mean, there's, there's a right and a wrong way to do things and you always want to take the high road and, and make sure it's done correctly. So we are very intentional with our culture piece because we've always felt we had good culture, but really just really hammering that home and making sure that, we are yeah. the best that we can be, and then if there's an if there's an issue or something comes up that's a negativity, why did that happen? How do we fix it? Right. You know, let, let's lead back to okay. You know, one of my favorites or one of my favorite fundamentals is speak straight. Like, think about that. How simple does that sound? But it's not like if people, if the entire world just spoke the truth, and and this is. Like, quit beating around the bush. Right. Like, how much better would we be? Like, just be honest with the per. Like, it's sometimes it's hard to tell the truth, but you don't fabricate a bunch of lies and then just build make, up frustration, build up frustration yeah. and, and things fester, and then you have then you have this huge issue. Like, just nip it in the butt right nip away. Nip it right now, yep. and and then it's over. So, um, you know that, that that's another fundamental. I just you know there there's some that really just hit home. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that culture piece is huge for us. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, something I appreciate, I, again, I just kind of get to reap the benefits cause I just came in and that's the way the culture was. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I feel like I could talk about that all day long, but a couple more questions as we wrap up the show. So for you, you, you talked a little bit earlier about it briefly, but you know what for you slash the agency do you think the next three, five, maybe even 10 years looks like, again, for you professionally and you growing as an agency owner, but then also within that is, I'm sure, within the agency as well. So what is that? Yeah, I mean, I'll like be here you? in four years, God willing. Um, <laughs> so honestly, we want to quadruple in size in five years. Okay. Not easy to do with, with the volume that we're putting on right now, but... Um, we have a plan. Uh, there, there may be some mergers and acquisition type stuff as an agency that we'll look for. There's, you know, the average age of an insurance agency owner now is like 59.6 years old. So you got to think that mm. there's going to be, you know, as, as people age into to, to that 65 range when they can, you know, get on the, the, the Medicare stuff, that there's going to be opportunity for sale. Um, so look at that. Uh, you know, we'll probably look at... Um, 
various locations. Uh, we'll have a, we, we do have a plan of where we want to be across the state of Ohio, where our digital footprint's going to expand with what we're doing uh, with Carrie and, uh, you know, some of that, that, that digital advertising stuff that, that she's putting together, customer journeys and um, all things Salesforce and Marketing Cloud and everything that's being built there. So there's a, there's a lot that's going to happen. But yeah, agency goals to, is to quadruple in, in, in that five-year period. And mm. um really hustle. Um, so you're going to do that. Obviously there's going to be new team members added. There's going to be, um, things we look at operationally. There, there's just a lot there. There's there, you know, those are ambitious and big goals, but you know, there's, we do have a plan to obtain those. Um, we've hit gold this year. Um, we actually hit it in September. So we're at a really solid spot, uh, there. Um, personally, like, are there any, like, I guess for you individually, you know, do you feel like there's anything? No, I mean, my, you know, personally, it's really just to grow this agency. I mean, you know, be the best father and and husband I can be, and then the best owner of the of the business. I mean, I'm going to work as hard as I can, and the things will kind of fall in place how they're supposed to fall. Hmm. Um, control what I control, and and you know, things that you can't control. There's there's not much you can do about it. Um, just put yourself in the in the right place, and uh, some things have to fall at the right time. But um, no, I mean personally, yeah, I mean there's there are goals that I have, but really it all it all circles around my my team members and my family, and um, how I can just hmm. you know become a better better leader. I mean there's you know I was in a in a training with Westfield today, it, not a training, it was really a virtual event with Alex Sheen, who because I said I would is his big thing. He's out of California, and wow, what a message! Um, mm. Just if you promise to do something, you you go through with it, whatever it is. It may not be something you can do next week, but maybe it's two years from now you can you can you can obtain that promise. So I, I, it was really a cool. Uh, It was it was very emotional because he goes into his family story about how he lost his father to cancer and and, and actually his because I said I would went viral hmm. after that event so it was it's all happenstance but now he's you know he makes a couple million bucks a year um, speaking um, he donates it all to nonprofits he donates hmm. his time fifty two weeks a year to nonprofits and, and volunteering so it's a really cool message um, but yeah just to become a better leader become a better family man you know run a better agency, uh, implement better things that make my team members' lives easier, my customers' lives easier, make the insurance experience and customer experience better. I mean, those are all things, just high-level goals that yeah. we will continue to improve on. So. so the last question I have for you, last question I always ask every time, and the last question is always, what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow? So my question in your case would be, you know, you've talked about the agency, wanting quadruple in size within five years, and we've uh, you know, touched on several points. Again, everything I'm sure is included as far as technology and culture and such. But just like, what are, do you feel like we are doing today to reach that goal in five years? Implementing technology. Getting, we're in a, as you know, and we won't talk too much detail here, but the last six weeks has been really hard. I mean, it, it's hard because we're doing the right thing. And if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth anything. Hmm. There's a reason it's tough. Hmm. It's it's the most comprehensive thing we've ever done in our agency, and people have essentially taken it on. There was a lot of tears those first couple of weeks. I mean, you were here; it was emotional. <laughs> like that, it, it, the old way of doing things for us is gone. Like 
I think there was maybe some like, oh, you know, this is so hard. I think he's just going to go back to what it, way it was. Like, I think there's probably those thoughts like, no, that's never happening. Like that mm. old technology it, it is now extinct to us. Like it's never coming back. So I think right now what we're doing is the hard stuff. We're laying the foundation to how we're going to grow. So we're getting... A, we're cleaning up our practices, so we're becoming a best practices agency, and how do we do that? We clean up our processes. Everybody's role has changed a little bit, and, it, and it's for the better. It's We want everyone to become a specialist in their own field, so how do we do that? You know, There's a lot of, a lot of ways to go about that, but so the technology, getting the right personnel, getting the right processes in place um, to set yourself up to start you've got to build the foundation to grow. I mean, you have to have the most solid foundation you can. There, there's some expense to that. Obviously, um, there, there's a, a point in time that we're at right now where we're focusing on things other than selling. Like selling is not our main focus during this two month time. That's crazy, we're a sales organization, right? That's, right. What, you would, that's what salespeople would tell me, like you're crazy, you're crazy, maybe. <laughs> you know, you got to be somewhat crazy to run a business. You got to take, you have to take a risk and they have to be, I mean, there's got to be some, um, you know, there's got to be some thought and there's got to be, um, there's got to be good reason to take, to take a risk. And I think we're, I think we're doing that. So, so yeah, I mean, you, we're building that foundation. We're looking to, you know, when you say quadruple in size, what does that mean? That, that's a lot. Yeah. In that amount of time, right. um, obviously we're going to ramp up. You know, uh, we're going to try to find the most talented people we can find. It's probably not going to be just in Hancock County. That's going to be throughout wherever we can find them. Um, you know, we're going to ramp up our technology. We're building those automations on there's there's a ton happening right now within mm. our within our four walls. So, um, yeah, I mean that's that's a long answer to your question, but there's a lot going on, and and we're only you know we're doing the really hard things right now. They're not a lot of fun. There's a lot of small wins that are happening. You know, we're, we, we're in the, the right. midst of battle. We're in the midst of war. We've won some battles. We've lost some battles. But we need, you know, obviously, I wouldn't even say the light's at the end of the tunnel now because it's not. You know, there's a long way to go. Um, it's, been a, it's been a challenging, I guess we're in seven, we're in our seventh week. Um, but everybody's become stronger. Everybody, become has become smarter with technology they've learned a lot there's we've learned what works and what does not work um so there's a lot of good that's come out of it yeah but so. short term uh turmoil short term yeah. distress for the long term gain yep. and think the long term of this agency and uh you know what's best for the agency and technology and embracing yep. that embracing the yep. age that we're in so yep. embracing the suck <laughs> is what we're doing that's how that's referred to <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for your time, Ryan. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. This has, uh, it's been a great, I've loved it. You know, I'm just sitting here eating everything up. Um, it's been fun. So I, I this appreciate is a fun it. conversation. Yeah. Uh, so again, thanks for your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Anytime. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Young Pro Show. Feel free to interact on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal accounts as well, at DJFry25. Thanks again for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and God bless.